And a very good Wednesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom here. Marlins take care of business. They win their 50th game of the season. They're 13 games over 500 after they pummel the St. Louis Cardinals 15-2. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, for the third time this season, the Miami Marlins bang out 19 hits in a ball game. This afternoon against the St. Louis Cardinals, they score a season-high 15 runs. The Marlins lead wire to wire on Independence Day here at Lone Depot Park today, and they just blasted the Cardinals by a final score of 15-2. The Miami Marlins are now 50 and 37 in 2023. This is the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson, I'm Kyle Seeloff, and Nelly. Uh, I guess you don't really dive into the X's and O's too much today, but surface level stuff here. Jesus Lazardo really good, and the Marlins just crushed Adam Wainwright early and. Cardinals basically pleaded no contest today. Yeah, early runs. You score four runs in the first three innings, and you let Jesus Lazardo settle down. Six shutout innings again, like you mentioned, and it extends his scoreless streak to 22 and a third. Got into that sixth inning, completed six innings again for the third straight time that he's gotten deep into the ball game. You absolutely love that offensively. He came alive. You mentioned Adam Wainwright. Really tough start again. Mm-hmm. That's his third in a row that he's been hammered. Seven runs in that three and a third. and they're Only four earned. But still defensively with the Cardinals, they've been a poor team all year. Bullpen has, has really struggled as well. But offensively, you look at the Marlins. 15 runs. They had some guys that had really good days. You know, Solaire, three for four. Couple RBIs. How about Cooper? His 11th home run. Three for five, three RBIs. And Sanchez, who Steven had, three for six with four RBIs and his eighth home run. So offensively up and down, I think more impressively to me is how they came off that weekend. I keep saying it, but, you know, that can be a hangover. You know, when you do so well, you sweep the Red Sox and you go into Atlanta. They're the team that you're going to have to go through to get to the World Series. I think any team in the National League is going to have to go through to get to the World Series. And they put all that behind them quickly, and they've won the first two games here at home. And before I let you go, Nelly, I know we've talked about this. I I think they're past the point of just believing that they can win games. But now they seem to just go out there with, like, the authority and conviction that, you know, we're just going to win, and this is just a business-like approach to everything they're doing right now. Yeah, they're hammering the teams that they should beat. You know, and they're not just beating them; they're hammering them. And now you at least split the series. Now you go into tomorrow. You can win this series and maybe sweep the Cardinals as well in this four-game set. But and then you have the Phillies in your own division who've been hot as well. They're playing some good baseball. They're starting to swing the bat well, and they're a team that, along with the Mets, that you're going to have to battle the next two and a half months. So uh, they're playing great baseball. Everything is clicking with them, for them. The offense has been there. The bullpen has been outstanding. You're getting really solid starts. It's all coming together. And, and you know now. It's almost like you don't want those four days off, but then those four days off are a blessing that you're going to need to recharge and then come back in that second half. But first, we'll get through this homestand with another good homestand, which they play, which is also really well, real good, that you want to see this team play 650 or above at home and then 500 on the road, which they've done. And they played a little bit over 500 on the road. They've been great. Marlins now 27-16 and 16 at home this season, 23-21 and 21 on the road. Marlins blast the Cardinals today 15-2. to 2. Nelly, appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Night. We'll see you tomorrow, Kyle. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game today that featured just a full throttling from the Miami Marlins. They scored three runs on five hits in the first inning, the first three coming courtesy and via one swing of the bat by Jesus Sanchez. 
Here's Jesus Sanchez, and he swings and hits a ball in the air. Center field. Newt Bar's going back. He's looking up. See you later. Jesus Sanchez, a three-run bomb. His eighth of the season. It's 3-0 Miami here in the first. It would stay 3-0 until the third. That is when Garrett Cooper laid into one. One of this series last night. Here's a swing and a drive. This ball's met with some force. Right center field. Newt Bar's on the run. Going back. Looking up. There she goes. Garrett Cooper is 11th bomb of the season. He's 2 for 2 today. Marlins lead 4-0. It was 4-0, and the Marlins were far from done in this ball game. Bottom of the fourth inning, Nick Fortes was hit by a pitch. Jonathan Davis struck out swinging. Luis Arise walked. So too did Jorge Soler. And the Marlins got their fifth run of the ballgame via an E1 from Jojo Romero. Marlins are leading 4-0. We're in the bottom of the fourth. Here's the pitch, and it's a weekly hit ground ball. Back to Romero. He bobbles in. Everybody is safe. Romero could not field the ball cleanly. Another run scores. It's 5-0 Miami. Then after a fielder's choice by Jesus Sanchez, Garrett Cooper played it a few more. There's a line drive out the short. It's over the glove of DeYoung into left field. A base knock for Coop. So Lair scores right behind him, De La Cruz. It's a two-run, two-out single for Garrett Cooper. And the Marlins are just unleashing on the Cardinals this afternoon. They've got a 7-0 lead. Adam Wainwright went three and a third, allowed seven runs, four earned, seven hits, two walks, three strikeouts. JoJo Romero did not fare a whole lot better. It was seven nothing through six. Jesus Lazardo went six shutout today, allowed five hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. His scoreless inning streak is now sitting at 22 and a third innings. That is spanning four starts. Terrific stuff for Jesus Lazardo today. I should mention that in the top of the fifth inning this afternoon with one out Tommy Edmond hit a ball in the gap in right center field that full extension Jonathan Davis tried to catch he was hurt on the play to the extent that they had to bring the cart out for him in right center field he could not under his own power get back to the Marlins clubhouse so Davis they're calling it a right knee contusion it did not look good. There will be further imaging and testing and x-rays done. We'll probably have more word on that situation over the course of the next couple of days. So that meant the Major League debut of Dane Myers, who hit in the bottom of the fifth inning, and he struck out in his first ever Major League at bat facing JoJo Romero. But this was a 7-0 game going to the bottom of the seventh inning this afternoon. After a leadoff double by Joey Wendell and a strikeout looking by Nick Fortes, it was the aforementioned Dane Myers who strolled to the plate in the big leagues for the second time. Here's a line drive hit down the right field line. That is a base knock for Myers. Wendell's going to score. Dane Myers has his first major league hit. It's an RBI single here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And look at the reception from this crowd at Lone Depot Park, including Cardinals fans. It's 8-0 Miami leads. Well, we told you it's downhill from the first at-bat. Marlins also got a two-run double in the bottom of the seventh inning from Jorge Soler. They scored four runs in addition to a Jesus Sanchez RBI single. They scored four runs on four hits in the bottom of the seventh inning, and the Marlins had an 11-0 lead. They got four more runs in the bottom of the eighth. The Cardinals were just begging for this ballgame to be over. They 
brought Alec Burleson in to pitch, get the final two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Looked like Jeff Lindgren might go out for the ninth inning, but leading 15 to nothing, Jacob Stallings actually pitched for the fourth time this season, leading with such a big, large lead. Stallings allowed a couple of runs on four hits in the top of the ninth inning. But long story short, the Marlins just plastered the St. Louis Cardinals this afternoon. Cardinals are in an absolute free fall. They're now 35-50 and 50 this season, while the Miami Marlins, with their victory day, are 50-37. and 37. Totals from this ballgame this afternoon for the Redbirds. Two runs, nine hits, one error, and nine men left on base for the Miami Marlins, who score a season-high 15 runs. 19 hits for the third time this season. No errors. 11 men left on base. Marlins win 15-2. Lazardo, the winning pitcher, 7-5 this season. Wainwright, the loser, he's 3-4. He remains two victories shy of 200 in his career. Played this ball game in three hours on the nose in front of 16,437 at Lone Depot Park inside the air-conditioned comfort of this building down here in South Florida this afternoon. For the Marlins pitching staff, you know how many they punched out today? 10 right on the button. And that means that $250 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say after the win. Uh, Skip, before we get to the game, uh, just Jonathan Davis, a knee contusion, anything further that you can give us on that? I don't know. Yeah, they're going to get x-rays and uh, probably more imaging and figure out what what exactly the injury is um obviously tough blow and yeah. he was in he was in some pain out there so yeah we'll we're hoping for the best but just looking at this game as a whole i mean just contributions from up and down the lineup what jesus lazardo was able to do today just how how much would you describe this as a complete team win said it before the pitching sets the tone zeus set the tone that's not an easy lineup to navigate through and um, you know, throwing 98 miles an hour on the corners, angle in heaters, good changeup. His slider, I thought, got better as the game went on, which was really good to see. Um, there was some, like, ball out of hand initially, and then he started throwing some real sliders and um, made them chase after he threw him for some strikes. Then he could throw him underneath the barrel. So um, excellent job by him, uh, him and Nick Fortes, uh, the battery. And then, yeah, the complete win. Adam Wainwright's a Hall of Fame pitcher, in my opinion, um, at, at least, very least, a St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Famer. And, um, but I think he's still a Hall of Famer in general. So um, th- there's still a lot of respect in that cl- in this clubhouse for him out there and for us to um, put three on the board early, uh, set the tone as well on the offensive side, and then tacking on insurance runs um, throughout the game was, was, I mean, obviously huge and the reason why we won. You mentioned the getting those runs early, Sanchez and Cooper being able to give, do the home runs, Cooper, especially Cooper yesterday, two great, the great play appearances against Nicolás and L, and then be able to homer off Wayne Ray, just the two of them starting things off and giving you guys that early cushion. Yeah, Sanchez hanging breaking ball, uh, first pitch, um, dead center. You know this ballpark, that's not easy to put him out there, and then Cooper going opposite field, so... That, that means you're staying on the ball and a really good game plan, and they stuck with their game plan. And, um, yeah, those Cooper swings were really, really good. He's hitting it all over the place. Um, you know, outside that Atlanta series, in general, we've been pretty good. Uh, that Boston series, um, Cooper hit the ball really, really well. And I, I think he's, you know, kind of carried on, carried it over to here. And 
yeah, Sanchez struggled a little bit for a, you know a couple weeks, and um, with Jazz going down, putting him back in the four hole, um, you know he's really really helped uh, complete the lineup. You know how I like to to put it together, and um, you know when he's he's hot, you know we go, and um, he good swings against righties, lefties, um, you know really good game. Two full question: one, just what has impressed you most about Lazardo so far this season, and uh, kind of somewhat surprising, but there's still time. But no all-star pitchers for you guys. Do you think he's all-star worthy? Yes, I think he's all-star worthy. Of course, uh, I'd love for him to. I mean, I think there's a few guys in that room that should be at least talked about or um, on it. I mean, there's three or four, three or four probably. Um, so I, I would love to for someone to put them on. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, he's. What impressed me, um, you know, I, I think the command of all of his pitches, the adjustment, um, you know, his, the start in Seattle, he got hit, the slider got hit a little bit, and all of a sudden he started throwing his change up more. And now it shows you what kind of athlete, just like Brax, different pitch in the middle of the season. Now Zeus is going, all right, I can throw the change up to get him off my slider. He did it. Oh, by the way, I have 98 to 100. I mean, it's it's really impressive when he throws strikes. The only time he got in trouble is two out walks or hit by pitch, that type of thing. Other than that, um, you know, really, that's a really tough at bat for righties and lefties. And um, so the impressed part is no walks in the strike zone and um, strike out when you need it. Dane Myers coming in for JD in his debut mid game, gets two hits, two runs, plays well in center, just. Your thoughts on him coming in and him doing what he did, especially considering how he had to come into the game? Special moment um, for him and his family. And, you know, you saw the reaction on the the big screen uh, with his family jumping up and down, which I thought was pretty cool. Anytime you get your first major league hit after everything that he's been through, um, position change, and it's just uh, an incredible story, really, of how fast it happened for him to come up here and um, – He's so athletic. Um, you saw, you know, he has a good arm because he's an ex pitcher. He can run the bases, um, but you don't know about you know what the swing looks like until you get up here because I you just see video, and uh, the BP was really good. And then all of a sudden you're watching you know these at bats and he's taking some borderline pitches and um, it just uh, he, you feel like he's cut. I don't want to say comfortable, but it does feel like he's. Um, more seasoned than just a rookie coming up the way he took those at bats so yeah he'll get uh he'll get some playing time now that jd's down skip you've mentioned before the energy of the crowd nick fortes said yesterday when you only doubled it was the loudest that he'd ever heard this place how real has that energy been in, in maybe the momentum that it's given you guys or just kind of that boost that it's given you guys to take advantage of of home field started i think the puerto rican day maybe against pittsburgh and then since then it's just caught fire um and for us and the energy we feed off it i've said it uh in the post game then that you you players feel that um empty stadiums and like remember the COVID year like it was awful it was tough to get um you're motivated and get going every now and then but you you step outside and you see 15 20 25,000 people a game it, you really feel that and um and sometimes you don't feel great every day playing 162 but when you get a crowd like that and every pitch matters and it's loud and there's music and um fun atmosphere um yeah it's a it was, it's been a really good environment the last couple home stands we didn't get you pre-game with uh injury already going on the io just when did he start feeling things in the triceps and where do you see things with him felt it yesterday on the mound yeah and, um his velo was a little down watching it so 
the concern happened after like the second pitch. Um, you know, we started talking and then um, really post game talking with them. Luckily, there's nothing structural structurally damaging. It's just like a feels like a dead arm kind of deal. Um, so uh, you know, with that all star break and everything, giving him a extended break, probably you know, probably the best thing for him and for us. Did JD say, like, was it on the dive? That he, uh, he was in pain. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you touched on it being when you were talking about Wayne Wright. But as someone who's been close to him for so long, to see what he's going through in terms of his results this year, just what's that like for you watching him go through that, especially knowing it's probably... Yeah, I, I, I hate it. I mean, I didn't hate it today just because you're a competitor. Um, but I, I hate it for him. Um, you know, you still feel like he's going to bounce back just because of what he's done in the game. But that's just, this is not how it should look, you know, for me, it uh, should look going being his last year. And um, I just know what kind of competitor he is. And, you know, he he feels as bad as anybody uh, over there because, you know, he's a he's a winner and he's a champion. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm hoping he bounces back because he doesn't deserve to to go out like that. And I'm, I'm hoping he bounces back in the second half. All right. It's another great outing by Jesus Lazardo. He earns his seventh win, went six innings, gave up five hits, no runs, eight punch outs. Jesus, tell us about your start. Jesus, a lot of pitches early today, right on the edge of the zone, and then maybe able to get some strikeouts further outside the zone. How important was location, maybe especially early, to to kind of set up the situation that you were looking for? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like location's the biggest thing for me. Um, just finding good spots and good areas to go with my pitches. Uh, I felt like the location, the command of myself was pretty good for the most part today. Especially, I feel like they're a good hitting team. Maybe, you know, the numbers don't say that, but they're definitely a good hitting team. Got a lot of good guys over there, so... Um, and they're pretty aggressive relatively, so you got to find ways to attack them. You've been on a really nice run, especially these last four starts in particular. In your opinion, what do you feel has been your greatest strength in this stretch? Yeah, I just feel like attacking and getting ahead again. Um, today I felt like maybe I fell behind a couple guys, but for the most part just filling up the zone, throwing strikes, getting ahead, um, using both sides of the plate, you mix in all my pitches, so something that we didn't do early in the year. First time so far, obviously one more start, but I ask you, do you think your all-star worthy? And just in general, this, the starting staff, I mean, the bullpen, you guys have been really good to not get any all-stars. Is it almost more motivation for you guys? Um, I mean, it'd be cool if I was an all-star, but I don't really um, try to think of, like, myself as an all-star. I just, I mean, I'm happy we're winning. We're, as a team, uh, I, I think we'll, I don't know, 12 games above 400 or 500 again. And, um, you know, we're, we're playing really good baseball all the pitches are pitching how we're supposed to hitters are doing what they're supposed to the bullpen's been nails so um for sure i feel like there are some guys that that could get some recognition but at the end of the day i think that um there's a lot of good pitchers out in the league right now and uh we just have to go out there and keep continuing to perform how much has your rapport with nick behind the plate helped or how much has improved this season yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I threw him a lot last year, but at the same time, uh, getting thrown to him consistently every single start this year is something that uh, he just knows the little things about me at this point, um, when certain pitches are off, when certain pitches are on, um, how to get me back on track, what to say, what not to say maybe. So um, we have a really good relationship, and I like having him back there. Um, you know, I have a lot of confidence in him and what he puts down. So I feel like we have a good game plan, and we go about it a good way. Saw you take a step last year, you know, outside of the injury. This year seems like another. What do you, where do you think the difference or the even more improvement, the growth has been for you? Uh, yeah, just keeping the game in control, uh, not letting like big situations kind of get out of out of out of hand. 
Um, just like today, I think I had guys on in scoring position a couple times and just being able to like control my breathing, tell myself, you know, you've been here before. It's not, not the end of the world. Um, which at the end, last couple of years, I feel like sometimes it'd spiral away and get out of hand. But uh, this year, I feel like I've done a good job of just staying in control. You guys were able to get Wilson Contreras uh, in that second inning. Just what was that communication like with Arise, and was that really just the biggest key to being able to execute in that situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw him bouncing around. Um, I know he's pretty aggressive back there. I know he's bouncing around trying to get, mess with Nick a little bit, I feel like. And uh, me and Arise have some good communication, a little sign that we give each other. And, um, yeah, I feel like we, I mean, we just talked about it. We you know, said we were going to pick off, and it worked out well. He's kind of off the bag there. But, uh, yeah, glad it worked out. Helped me out. Just earlier in the season, some trouble against right-handed hitters. It seems like you've kind of turned the corner a bit there, too. Is there anything in particular the way you approach them that's led to some better results? I feel like I'm really approaching them uh, the same way for the most part. It obviously depends on the hitter and their strengths, but I'm um, just going about my strengths. Um, uh, just really trying to find the good parts of the zone and uh, at the same time fill it up, uh, but also not leave pitches out over, um, be a little more fine with my stuff and, and where I'm going with it. We had a chance to talk to Braxton during the broadcast and he said the thing that he loves most about you is it doesn't matter how well things are going, you're always looking to improve. You are pitching really well right now, but what are some of those things that maybe you're still even further focusing on to take it up another level? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like every bullpen I throw, we have a joke, me and Brax, that every bullpen we throw is the most important one of our lives just because uh, we always try to make things better. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really try to focus on my slider. It's just every out. You're not going to have it every outing, but every outing I want to have the best one I can. So something I really focus on, um, getting the sinker uh, back to where it needs to be. Uh, even though I use it from time to time, but I would like to use it more. So just making it a lead again. And just um, fine-tuning my stuff, knowing that you know my strengths are probably at the top of the zone probably inside um you know sliders down below and you know throw a good change up so i'm always trying to make my pitches the best they can we are right back at it tonight 6:40 first pitch from lone depot park it's getting electric over here in the 305 make sure to come out i've got marlins on deck at 610 as always let's flip the m together miami it's the marlins radio network driven by auto nation